This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Let's get right to it. Uh, Vashti, Bryce Young threw an interception. Uh, this is the worst thing that ever happened, uh, maybe in Panthers history. Uh, talk me off the ledge. I know, like, right? He's supposed to be perfect, even as a rookie. It, it was notable. It was, it was a miscommunication. I was there. I was, and it was it was his second mistake in a row. And he, he handles them so well. I think he'd had, he'd overthrown a, a wide open Thielen and then the pick. Uh, but you know, I even even with the interception, uh, which was which was nothing. You could tell. I mean, he threw it right to C.J. Henderson, and it, and, and it was clearly a miscommunication. And Frank Wright confirmed that afterwards. I just still have been impressed with with what he's looked like so far in training camp. Would you agree with that, Chris Lee? 100% agree with it. Uh, He's a quarterback, so sometimes the ball is going to go to the other team. So uh, in this case, it happened in practice, and uh, he's a rookie trying to uh, get on the same page with somebody who's trying to make the team, and those two weren't on the same page. Oh, my gosh, you know, let's Mm -hmm. stop the world right now. Uh, but no, it's, it's fine. And as Vash, I said, um, you know, you there's so many more positives than this one thing uh, to harp on. The, the main thing for us to look forward to is how does he bounce back from his mistakes? And he's already bounced back very well so far from those mistakes. I think I'm, th- this is the what I'm I'm interested to see from uh, from Bryce Young going. You know, as we get the season, we know he was going to be the quarterback, so it's not that big a deal that he was named QB one uh, this week because he was sort of we. Frank Reich basically forecast that during uh, during minicamp and all that, and OTAs. Uh, but this is a guy that, from almost from the womb, he has been a winner, and they have been like whatever and O or whatever and one. You don't. There aren't too many two loss seasons in Bryce Young's life. So, on this team, and I think reasonable expectations are something. Around 500, can they get just over it and maybe even challenge for a playoff spot? Whatever. How does he deal, Chris? I wanted you to start. I'll start with you there. How does he deal? What do you think he? De- how do you think he deals with a team that is basically winning as much as they're losing? Yeah, well, I think uh, one, he already has a good head on his shoulders, so I'm sure that you know Bryce Young is not going to do anything to uh, make Bryce Young. Uh, you know, any worse than than what it could be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, secondly, like he's got a professional staff that's behind him. You got Frank Reich. You got uh, also Dom Capers as their other side of the ball, but somebody he could uh, you know speak to. Uh, you've got um, Jim Caldwell that's mm-hmm. there. All this uh, wealth of experience on that staff. There's plenty of people around him. Plus, not to mention Andy Dalton as his backup. Uh, Andy Dalton's lost a few games in his career. I'm sure <laughs> that Andy Dalton could help him, uh, you know, deal with losing uh, when it when it does come. But I, I think that you know Bryce Young by himself, he'll be fine just because of his makeup. What do you think of that, Vashti? I mean, there was a guy with number one who people you know who was a winner and came in as a as a rookie and. People didn't like the way he lost the games. You know, I want my starting quarterback to be not. I mean, I don't want a good loser. Right. And I don't think Bryce Young will be a good loser. And I don't see a problem with that. I mean, once you get used to losing or you get complacent with losing, 
then 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 mentally you're in a space that where you don't want to be. I think he'll handle it in stride. I don't think he will be as overtly mad like we saw with Cam Newton, but uh, he'll 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 take it in, in stride. But I still think that he is, um, and like Chris Lee said, he has the makeup where he'll take those losses. He'll be upset about them in private, um, and he'll use that as fuel the next week to try to get those wins. I'm, I'm not the only one who's already missing that Cam Newton's basically out of the NFL. We're done with it's too soon for Cam to be done with the NFL or the NFL to be done with Cam. But I guess that's what it is, Vashti. Well, you know, the NFL, you don't retire. You don't get to pick, you know, when you retire. The NFL usually retires you. And that and Cam, you know, you expected him, the Superman persona to, to play forever. And especially people here in Carolina where he's still the man. Uh, but, yeah, you know. I don't know if anybody's really ready to say, okay, he's done. But I think he's ready to say at least he's content with um, if he doesn't play another snap on the professional football field. I think he's, he's reached a point where he would be content with that. He, he, he's already said join him. he's good with his bank account. We saw that on the, uh, in the video uh, on social media. Chris, is there a controversy uh, brewing anywhere I, I'm not used to a, a Panthers training camp without some question about Baker or Sam or this player or that player. It just seems like everything's kind of – it's too calm for me. Let's make something up. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't really see too many controversies, but I guess the closest controversy that we could see is let's get a drum roll. Okay. Raheem Blackshear could end up being RB2 over Chuba. Oh. That's probably the only thing that I that I see, and that's mainly because of uh, this offensive system and uh, Frank Reich valuing uh, not only just a running back, but a running back who can catch out the backfield. We know that Trooper Hubbard has a hard time catching balls, and so because of that, Raheem Blackshear uh, could end up being a little bit more valuable, could have more snaps. Uh, but other than that, I really don't see too much controversy going on right now with this team. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I miss it. I miss. Uh, I miss t- talking about Baker Mayfield. I actually don't. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm really. I'm really joking about that. Um, Vashti, let me throw this to you because just I know you were in uh, Operation Football uh, with all of us for a couple of days, and now there's uh, talk about ACC expansion again. Uh, so, as a former athlete yourself. Talk to me about your thoughts on the potential of Oregon or Washington as part of the ACC. I'm not a mm. fan, you know, and <laughs> but I'm somebody who, who wasn't a fan when the, the, the old or the traditional Big East broke up. Uh, but, it, it, but it did, and, and we moved on. But I just don't know, even logistically, how that would work out with the West Coast team, playing uh, in a league where there are majority East Coast teams. It's just, you know, I'm very progressive, but I also appreciate old school things. I don't know about Oregon and Washington. I also don't see how that moves the needle for the ACC to try to compete with, you know, an SEC-type conference when it comes to these TV contracts. I I, I mean, those aren't programs who I think would fit into the ACC and immediately be competitive or, or compete with us, say, 
um, you know, a, a top program like Clemson. I, I'm just, I, I don't know if that's where the ACC needs to look. I think we could simply say it's dumb, right? <laughs> can we, Chris, can we say it's dumb? It's dumb for Oregon in Seattle. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They, they, no, they're in Eugene. I'm sorry. Uh, Washington would, they're in Seattle. If you're, if your school is on the Pacific Ocean, then you can't be in the Atlantic Coast Conference. That's the rule. <laughs> well, I, I guess here, here's what we could do, right? Because uh, the ACC is going to have to do something uh, to make sure that they survive. Right now, we know that the grant of rights until 2020, 2036, excuse me, is what's kind of holding everything mm-hmm. together. Maybe they switch the letters around. Instead of ACC, it's CAC. They change themselves to the Coastal Athletic Conference, and you just have <laughs> teams on both coasts kind of representing, and you have the Western Division, you have the Eastern Division, and go ahead and swallow up the Pac-10 or Pac-12 or Pac-9, whatever they are right now, uh, based on how many teams are still in that league. The CAC. Um, and yeah, make it the CAC, and this is going to be the CAC 25 or however many teams are going to end up being there. And uh, <laughs> this is this is maybe how the ACC survives, just by swallowing up, you know, just whatever's going on on the coast, since everything in the middle seems to be taken up by the Big 12, SEC, and Big 10. It's just the whole thing is it's it's kind of gross to me. Like, I get it. We need You need money. You need money. I, I understand all of that. But at some point, we have completely lost the script for what – I mean, I look. I don't understand. I'm not, I'm not trying to make college sports what it used to be, but even looking forward, I just don't know what we're doing, and we just keep making decisions um, based only on one thing, mm-hmm. and that's money, and that is uh, and that is too bad. Last thing, we'll talk about actual college football. Vashdod, bigger game for UNC this year: the opener against South Carolina or the game against NC State. Adam Golden Studio with my friend Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. One of the things you do is you plan for worst-case scenarios. Yeah. Why? Well, because it happens. For instance, you're 65, you're thinking about retirement, you've got a million dollars built up in your 401k, you never rolled that money into a lifetime income plan, and the market tanked and most of your money in 401k was in high risk. Let's prevent that, putting some of the money you have in a lifetime income environment, then you never worry about market downfall. So call us, we'll show you in writing if you call right now. 888 or you can text Adam to 600-700, and maybe you get some coffee, too. Oh, that's tough. I would say South Carolina only because you set the tone for your season with that matchup. Uh, you got the storyline, ACC versus SEC or in, in, in Charlotte, and uh, you want to you wanna set the tone for your season and get that win. And, and all eyes will be on, on Drake May and mm-hmm. – and, um, and, uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on the South Carolina quarterback. Spencer right? Rattler, the, the Spencer maybe the, Rattler. the best name in college football, to be honest. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's the biggest game because that's the next game. And I sound like a coach, but it's true. <laughs> Chris, bigger game. Well, can I say something really quick? I think the best name in college football is General Booty. So, I, I think that's <laughs> better than Who? <laughs> Wait a second. General Who? Booty. Who is that? He's a backup quarterback at Oklahoma, if he's still there. I don't know. Maybe he hit the transfer portal. Maybe uh, that's why Rattler left. <laughs> Wait a second. I don't have a good, as good a name as the guy behind me. 
<laughs> General yeah, Booty maybe, behind maybe me. Maybe that's what it is. Let me, let me look him up real quick and make sure he's still there. But you said the, the biggest, uh, the, the best, I guess. Biggest, biggest game for North for... Carolina, this bigger game for North Carolina. I, I would think it is going to be the the uh, opener against South Carolina, just mainly because a lot of what Bashtai said, I, I think for the Tar Heels, they are more like a momentum team. And if they can start off with some good momentum, they'll continue to have uh, some pretty good momentum. When it gets towards the end of the year, I know that for bragging rights, they'll want to win that NC State game. But let's say if they've only dropped uh, one game when it, uh, once the, that game kind of comes around and they happen to lose to NC State and they finish the regular season at 10-2, and two, they're going to be okay with that because that's still a really good season. So I, I think that uh, – that that South Carolina game is going to be a little bit more important. Interesting, by the way, uh, North Carolina announced just a little bit ago that the games against App State and Duke are both already sold out. Uh, and Mac, when Mac Brown talked about not liking the end of their schedule because it's backloaded State and Clemson or Clemson and State the last two games, he neglected to mention the Duke game is before the Clemson game. And, like, I know – that it's just it's easy to overlook the Blue Devils, but I think the Blue Devils are going to be good. They have a difficult closing stretch, which is where yeah. they failed last year. They had a great start, and then what would they lose their last four games, right? Uh, so they just kind of fell apart late. So, But I think you're both right that getting off to a good start, it's also a bigger game for the ACC. In week mm-hmm. one, North Carolina has to go uh, to Charlotte and beat South Carolina. Oh, and yeah. and we'll, we'll close on this. Who's the real Carolina? Like we don't know the answer to that. <laughs> Who is it, Vashti? Who's the real Carolina? You're going to get me in trouble because, you know, I grew up in South Carolina. Uh-huh. And then I went to college and I live in Ooh. North Carolina now. But if I had to pick one... Is North Carolina right? It is North. It is North, North yes. Carolina. Is Carolina on top of that, Chris? South Carolina isn't even the real USC. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of things uh, that South Carolina has to uh, try to get on their own. They are not Carolina. North Carolina is Carolina, and they are not USC. University of Southern California is USC. So uh, good luck to everybody in Columbia. Sorry if I'm making anybody mad that may be listening who has ties over there, but uh, North Carolina is the real Carolina. I mean, they're a school without a nickname, and I just call them SCAR, and I think uh, that's really appropriate. On average, people spend over a third of their life sleeping, yet most sleep disorders go undiagnosed. I'm Megan Gigling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sleep struggles left untreated can lead to health problems and have a serious effect on your quality of life. We've served the Triangle for 20 years. Let us help you get the sleep you've been dreaming of. If you're in need of a sleep study, a knowledgeable doctor, CPAP machine, or supplies, Parkway has you covered. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep. Sound health.